0: You are listening to an SAFM podcast, one oh four to one oh seven nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial.
1: A group of various lawyers' associations have defended their call to have the Road Accident Fund CEO Collins Litsualo removed. Now, 10 professional bodies in the legal fraternity, including the Black Lawyers Association, the Law Society of South Africa, and the South African Medical Association, uh, Medico-Legal Association, and others have signed an urgent memorandum over what they describe as a crisis at the fund. Now, they accuse the fund of mismanagement, due to the delay in claim payments, poor communication and incapacity. We are going to discuss today the challenges facing the Road Accident Fund. In studio, joined by uh, the Road Accident Fund CEO, Mr. Collins Litswalo. Welcome, Mr. Litswalo. Thanks so much for coming through. So we are also going to be joined uh, by the Gauteng Chairperson of the Black Lawyers Association, uh, Theo Mapeto. Unfortunately, um, we did try to get hold of uh, Scopa because they've also been scathing, but we were unsuccessful in that attempt. But uh, speaking of Scopa, um, you know, we actually uh, did catch up with some of what they had to say uh, upon their oversight visit to the Road Accident Fund officers. And this is how they described the state of affairs.
2: To say we are horrified would be an understatement Uh, at the extent of the crisis which besets RAF, um, particularly in light of the observations that we have made today. Clearly, this institution is in trouble, and I'm pretty certain that moving forward, we're going to prioritize visits to RAF centers throughout the country because The picture of improvement which we receive from the executives and the board does not mirror what we see here today, does not mirror the public complaints that we receive, and the work environment here, to use a phrase from one of the employees, is toxic, culture of intimidation. And to us it comes as no surprise, because our interactions with the executives and the board of ref for all intents and purposes not been positive. The the standoff with the the board, the executives and the AG uh, is the clearest indication to date for us as to why that standoff would arise because what we have seen today (coughs) is a horror story. I was talking with colleagues earlier on and saying, if you were, wanted to draft a statement about this oversight to Ref to date, it would be a one-liner. And Honourable Van Manen suggested something along the lines: "Ref is a car wreck." Full stop. And I think it characterises what was. you have got employees who want to work; <clears throat> their hearts and minds are in the right place, but Ref is not responding in kind. You've got staff members. One lady brought her own chair because the the, the sheriff has taken stuff here, she brought her own chair from work, she's using her own computer, and now as a coping mechanism, ref is deferred to outsource, uh, you've hired computers, so that when the sheriff comes and they can't take that.
1: So that was the Scopa Chairperson, uh, Mr. Kuleko Sengwa. Let's just start with uh, what you heard there. Let, let's start with Scopa and what they are saying. Employees at the Road Accident Fund who have to bring furniture, someone has to bring their own chair so that they can work. Uh, you know, it doesn't paint a very comforting picture. You know, it doesn't sound like a conducive work environment. So what exactly is going on?
3: Well, that's a lie, you see. And that's why uh, I say at times these are confabulations and, 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 the, and the difficulty with dealing with something that you don't have an objective test to objectively arrive at, for me creates a very big issue. Because, I mean, if I arrive here, they say BC, and I start looking around and I say, well, this place is a mess, and I leave. Well, what is the base on which I'm saying that? That's one. Two, it's a lie that there's anyone who has brought their chairs. It's a lie because they must show us who. Um, are attachments happening? Yes, they've been happening since the in, day in memorial, since the, the starting of the RAF in 1996. Um, it has gone through all the time. In fact, when we arrived, bank accounts used to be attached to the value of about 1.9 billion a month. Now, why? Did we have that? Here is the reality. The reality is that we arrive at a, fu- at a fund that is not pro- um, equ- adequately funded, meaning that there are a lot of accidents on the roads and there is no uh, enough money from a liquidity perspective to meet the requirements. For instance, we receive our money in every month. But when we pay you, we pay you in lump sum. So if you are 40, we take... A calculation of how much you would need the loss of earnings until you are 65, and we discount it back to today. And we give you all that 10 million today. Now, the RAF is not designed, it's a pay as you go system, so it was supposed to be changed, and that's part of the law. So, when we arrived there, we had about 19 billion in what we call requested but not yet paid. What does that mean? It means we have settled that claim, but we don't have money to pay it when we arrived. As we speak today, Um, we have reduced that to less than $10 Now, in the last three years, for instance, we have not got an increase um, in the fuel levy. And when we arrived there, people were actually approaching the National Treasury to ask for a bailout. We have never gone and asked for a bailout. We have done a lot of things. And I'm saying, you see, to Scopa, the difficulty with it is they deal with financials. And financials are as a consequence of uh, the outcome of a year. The people that deal with this thing much more closely the portfolio committee. And they must tell you, uh, in terms of um, uh, Rule 248 uh, of uh, national uh, parliament rules, um, they when they perform this kind of thesis, they will come with the portfolio committee because that's the role of the portfolio committee. It's not the role of Scopa. Scopa has gone to the extent of making these claims and, and we think they've overstepped. And we are going to deal with that at the intergovernmental level because we think that it's unfair that people can come and say an organization that at least has performed in the previous year more than 80% of its targets were achieved. It's a car wreck. It's all those things because you found uh, documents in boxes. And you want to claim that, no, people bring their own computers. That's a lie as well. There's no such a thing. For years, I arrived at in 2019... We had um, an organization, you can see, here's my um, iPad. iPad. You can see who owns this. Since 2019, I've had this. So all computer equipment at the Road Accident Fund have been leased. So the story of someone's computer being taken and them using that cannot be correct. So why do we lie? Mm. Yeah, someone must tell you, they must explain why they like
1: So in terms of uh, furniture And other resources in your Office spaces, mm. uh, quite apart From the computer equipment yes. that you Say you are leasing mm. uh, Are your offices uh, fully Furnished? Uh, yeah, is there yes. a chair for Every employee? Is yes. there a desk for every Employee to yes. sit at?
3: Yes, let's let's get to this point As I'm saying they are attaching, so what would happen These lawyers would come attach because if you don't pay them then they have got a writ of execution that they must execute. That's what happens. And in avoiding that, we went to court and got a 45A that says we will pay in 180 days. We have got a particular problem in Menley where people did not capture stuff. And yes, certain uh, 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 chairs were being taken. But the, it's not in a crisis that people are saying. That's not true. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well... Uh, we've got all the chairs we want. We've got no. The, here's another issue. Every time we go to market, the last time the people go to market and try to um, hire, um, on hire uh, desks, we found that they're saying that, uh, I think they're making us pay some 800 rands per month. Now you can calculate per year how much we're going to pay. If we then go out and spend this money like that, all we are doing is avoiding these attachments by paying people, and we've been paying people. We are in the process of procurement, of making sure that the market-related uh, 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 rental of equipment is, is done. And that's the only way so, we can so avoid this
1: thing. So in terms of the computer equipment yes. and the leasing thereof, uh, how much are you paying for that permit? No, month? that
3: is market-related. Uh, I don't know how much it would be, but it's quite market-related. We have gone to the market about three times looking for furniture. It has always been expensive. If you go into Google today and Google rough furniture leasing story, you would know that somewhere in 2016 we had that problem as well. And this, was of course, is a problem. Yes.
1: It, it's a problem yes. because, as you say, you are continually having your uh, furniture attached because mm-hmm. there's payments outstanding, yes. monies owing to various entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have not only the lawyers, mm-hmm. but I see Discovery mm-hmm. uh, has also taken you to court um, over payment. And mm-hmm. uh, let's talk to that story yes. as well because... Um, What you are essentially then saying is you will not pay Discovery for claims that they have already paid for Mm -hmm. in terms of victims who may have been injured and went to hospital and the medical aid paid. Mm -hmm. So um, explain to us, you know, what's going on with yourself and Discovery at the moment?
3: So um, I'm going to read to you um, a document. I think it's it's from a website. Um, it says Discovery Voices Concerned Regarding Bobrov on the 5th of November 2014. It's written by Johann, Jonathan Forey. Um, it says Discovery Health has never and will never force a policyholder to make a claim against the Road Accident Fund. The majority of our policyholders have never made a claim against the RAF and have not been forced to. The medical scheme has funded claims of over 2 billion for 25,000 policyholders who have been involved in accidents since 2006 says Brumback. Brumback is the was the chief executive officer of Discovery Health in 2014. Mm-hmm. Now you must read the the new one where they are saying we are losing 2 billion a a, a day a working day because of what RAF has implemented. Now they must they're struggling to go and find you any provision in the rough act that allows them to claim from us so let's explain this so when you have got a medical aid you have got two things you have got your day-to-day and you've got what is called insured benefits but we have got a thing called prescribed minimum benefits in terms of uh, uh, the regulations right regulation seven and eight and there is a thing called emergency medical procedures those things uh are you have already paid for them meaning it is the statutory obligation of discovery to pay now our argument is so if you have got a statutory obligation to pay why do you want to claim from the road accident fund where is it in the fund and you saw that this thing is done in a clandestine way they never come directly to claim they force their old members and say claim from the Road and fund and the road accident fund was then payers you must go to the judgment. Is
1: there anything that precludes the members then from claiming that money from the road accident file?
3: Yes, because it's not a loss. Remember, our act says that it must be a loss or damage that you have. It's not a loss in their hands because they have not uh, incurred any loss. It's covered. So, so we're, we're, we are saying there is no way in which discovery can can say to somebody, go and claim from the road accident fund because the loss is not in the hands of Discovery. We don't have an injured person called Discovery. This is the act. So if they can find any provision in the act that says that they must be able to claim, we must do that. They are not a, a, a hospital. They are not a member. They are not anything. They can't claim from the road accident fund themselves.
1: So, prior to this impasse that you have come to now mm-hmm. with uh, the medical aid schemes, yes. did the road accident fund at any point pay out to medical aid schemes?
3: Absolutely. Unlawfully so. Which is why we are saying we want to claim that money back.
1: <laughs> so, so, so you see, and, and, mm. and this is where it, it, it becomes really convoluted yes. because things were done yes. and now suddenly they're not done. Absolutely. Everybody is yes. taking the road accident fund to court, it Absolutely. seems, at the moment. Yes. And, and, and uh, this is, I would imagine, costing mm. the fund uh, quite a, a packet as well in terms mm-hmm. of defending all of these claims.
3: Well, Sagina, let me tell you this. We used to spend 10.6 billion on legal fees in the road accident fund. It's now about three billion. Now, now that. that is seven billion saving.
1: So we're talking all things uh, road accident fund related. Uh, the CEO of the road accident fund, uh, Mr. Collins Letwalo, is in studio with me, and I understand we will now be joined um, uh, via the telephone by the Gauteng chairperson of the Black Lawyers Association, uh, Mr. Theo Mapeto. Uh, Mr. Mapeto, welcome to Updated Noon. Uh, thanks for joining us.
0: Sakhina, good afternoon. Good afternoon.
1: All right. Mr. Mapeto, just sit tight. I just want to put uh, these two listener questions to Mr. Letzwalo uh, before we get into the impasse that uh, exists between yourselves and the Road Accident Fund. Mr. Letzwalo, um, Lisa wants to know, she says, if I'm involved in an accident with a pedestrian who died, can I claim as the owner of the car for damages and medical fees as I have to go through counselling due to trauma?
3: No. Um, if you look at the, our, I think, Section 17, you'd see that um, there are exclusions. Um, I think it's Section 18 that deals about exclusions. And those exclusions exclude issues of uh, personal trauma, uh, right? So we mm-hmm. don't also pay for the damages of the car. We, we pay for damages to bodily injury.
1: Okay. Yes. And uh, this one is from Constitution First, who says, we hear that um, uh, Mr. Letuala is closing most uh, RAF branches, example, the one in East London, leaving road accident victims in limbo. Uh, What are his plans for people residing in the former Siskai and Transkai areas or even those in Stutterheim or Komani? Does RAF have money to pay out those employees in East London?
3: There's no truth to that again, you know. Um, we have um, about seven um, uh, big um, branches. We are now expanding to about 21. We have to about 10 that are big. And there is no story about East that closing. That, that, that's a lie that people peddle. Uh, the people of South Africa must know that this year is the year of the claimant. We are going to make sure that uh, we are everywhere in South Africa so that it's easy for the claimant to come and claim from us. And we have even opened a contact center, um, Sagina. We never had this in the past. Uh, people who have problems with the road accident fund must phone 87 820 111 We've got about 300 agents there waiting for you to call them and ask about the road accident fund. Whether you have been paid, how much you have been paid, and uh, in the past, how long is gonna, uh, how how, where, how far is your claim, and all those things, people must use that number. Uh, for the first time, uh, since the first of July, we're able to do that uh, in the road accident fund because this is the year of the claimant, and we want to make sure that claimants benefit from the road accident fund. So there's no truth to us closing. We had problems of COVID in the past where certain things like hospital centers were closed because, you know, our people were working in hospitals, but those things have since been re- reopened and we are we are, we are running a uh, quite tight ship about going to the ground and making sure that uh, uh, we go to the people. But the difficulty, Sagina, we must add it, is Section 19C of the Road Accident Fund Act. And people will say, well, directly or indirectly, do I do this? I mean, the 19C, it says that uh, It says that uh, we shouldn't pay if a claim consent has not been instituted and prosecuted by a third party. That is directly or on behalf of the third party by. And it says any person entitled to practice as an attorney within the republic or any person who is in the service, who is um, representative of the state or government or provincial or territorial local authority. You You are going to struggle to find the second person. There's no second person. So it's usually lawyers that are going to be in this. So it's written into the act. Mm-hmm. There's nothing one can do about it. But the reality is that we want a closer relationship with the claimant because those are people that must benefit. The $7 billion I talked about that we are saving, that is what is going to the claimant.
1: So you would rather cut out the lawyers if you could?
3: Absolutely. If, right. if this act says I must, I would do that.
1: Uh, let's let's bring in Mr. Theo M- uh, Mapeto. Mr. Mapeto, so according to your association, and, and we have spoken on this matter, but uh, perhaps just for those who may not have been listening to the show at that time, what exactly seems to be the problem with uh, the Road Accident Fund and the various lawyers associations at this point?
0: Um, Sakina, you started uh, the conversation by making the statement that everybody seems to be suing the RAF. Um, that, to us, is indicative of the extent of the problem that we, that we have. Um, the RAF uh, obviously has a problem with, with lawyers, has a pro- problem with medical aid uh, people, has a problem with, with SCOPA, of, or, 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 or with uh, an institution of no less stature than SCOPA. So um, we, it cannot be that everybody else is, uh, is mistaken about the problems that we have. Now, let me indicate uh, uh, a few things about, about the extent of the problem. Firstly, Sakina, uh, lawyers who act on behalf of clients do so with the instruction of clients. Lawyers do not enter the fray merely for themselves. So they would be instructed by claimants who come to lawyers to prosecute claims on their behalf and to the extent that they experience problems they would uh, do exactly what we are doing to raise the plight of of claimants so it's important that we place claimants at the center of of this discussion now when you uh, prosecute a claim on behalf of a claimant you encounter all manner of problems from the raf the raf for instance has issued uh, a number of directives which make it very difficult for, for, for claims to be processed and for claims to be successfully uh, um, uh, completed. One of them, for instance, is the, the notion that uh, uh, foreign uh, claimants are not supposed to, to claim, that, that, that's number one. Number two, the RAF uh, insists on uh, uh, full compliance, what they call full compliance, so they, they would want a, a claimant, for instance, to uh, substantiate his claim by uh, submitting all manner of documents, including uh, an actuarial report in, in, in the event that the, the, the claimant uh, claims for, for loss, uh, of loss of income. Now, if you look at all the, the totality of the costs that a claimant has to incur, you're looking in the region of uh, 150,000 rent. So that is virtually impossible for a man in the street to prosecute a claim with the RAF. The organized uh, legal profession has made attempts to discuss uh, uh, these problems with, uh, with the CEO of the, of the fund with a view to obviating some of these difficulties so that we make it simple for claimants to access what is essentially a social security scheme. Uh, but, but unfortunately, you you encounter a situation where uh, uh, the 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 RAF as it were is digging in, in in its heels. That that's the that's the kind of problem that we have. It seems to us that there's a misperception that that lawyers are in in it for 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 the money. Hence uh, hence we encounter this uh, almost hostile attitude from from the RAF.
1: Mr. Litoale. Hello.
3: Are
1: you hostile towards the lawyers?
3: Of course not. Of course not. We have met with Mr. Mapetu in December last year. We said to them, we want to meet them um, four times a year. They must bring the dates. He must tell you what happened. I'm still waiting for them to give us the dates on a quarterly basis. We are supposed to meet on a quarterly basis. We are now in the uh, third quarter. We have not even met this year. But when they had an issue about the Attend at the RAF where they they were supposed to attend a a briefing session and some of their members could not come they knew where to find us so that's not true now let's let's deal with what is at issue firstly there's no story about a directive this is a regulation that we are talking about now there is a part um, that um, Mr Mapetri is being economical with the truth about which is the immigration act the Immigration Act Section 42 says the following, <clears throat> aiding and abating illegal foreigners. It says subject to this act and say for necessary humanitarian assistance, no person shall aid, abate, assist, enable, or in any manner help an illegal foreigner. And then it has got a story about it. Then it goes to the part of the uh, organs of state in Section 44. It says when possible, any organ of state shall endeavor to ascertain the status or citizenship of the person receiving its services and shall report to the department any illegal foreigner or any person whose status or citizenship could not be ascertained. Now, this is the role I'm given by the law. Here is mm-hmm. a lawyer saying to you, well, foreign nationals must come, they must claim, RAF must not do nothing about it. Of course, in the past it was done, as you are saying. But I have a law in front of me. I am a law-abiding citizen and RAF is a law-abiding citizen organization okay so
0: hold it
1: right that. there
3: yes. Mr. mr <clears throat> sakina the
0: raf is a creature of statutes uh, mister Letswalo uh, knows that that the raf is bound by the the law and he has to act within the four corners of the law now the provision that he's referring to is not supposed to be read in isolation and it's a pity that we are arguing this uh, in, in the media uh, because the correct place to argue these things would would be in the courts so that the courts would clarify the law but the the that section that he's referring to has to be read with the uh, section in the RAF act which is uh, section 171b which obligates the RAF to compensate everyone without exception everyone who suffered damages as a result of a road accident now the the issue that that we we seem to be grappling with here is that uh, uh, it seems to us that mr Lizzolo misconstrues his powers um, he he's not supposed to arrogate powers that are not his for 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 instance the the powers of ascertaining whether somebody is a citizen or not or whether somebody is legal or not is the is powers that are are vested with the police but but to the extent that somebody has been injured on our roads the raf has no choice has no choice as was the case in the past has no choice but to compensate that person
1: so, in other words, you are saying um, uh, foreign nationals, if they are in the country, uh, whether legally or illegally, do qualify for road accident fund compensation.
0: That, that, that is what the RAF Act is saying. The RAF does not make any exclusion. So, so it, it, it seems to us that, Mr, as, as I'm saying, that Mr. Lettola is on a, simply on a frolic of his own. Um, the, 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 the institutions which are mandated to see whether or not somebody is legal in this country are the police.
1: Mm. So has this been tested in the courts at all? And if yeah, not, why not? Uh, yeah, you know, as you say, it's yeah, it's a pity that we have to now ventilate this yeah, before Sakina Kamwenda was not a judge. Uh, you yeah, know, let's, <laughs> so let's
3: let's deal with this, uh, Yes, And we have we have warned them a bit. We said this matters are least pendants, meaning this matters are sitting in front of the courts in one way or another. Um This is the first part. Organ of state is here. It does not say the police. I'm surprised the lawyer says that. But in any event, RAF has never said we are not going to pay an illegal immigrant. We said, when you come and claim from RAF, we want a stamp in the passport showing that you were in the country at the time the accident happened. But remember, this is the provision that says that we must know the status of the person we are saving. if this person is a, is a foreigner. But le- let me ask this, Sakina. He must, he must tell you, um, foreign nationals that are here illegally don't have bank accounts. He must tell you where they pay this money once we have paid to them. Mr. Mapedo? Um,
0: so Sakina, it, 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 it goes without saying that uh, when somebody acts for, for a claimant, they would pay that claimant whether they pay through a bank account or they pay them in in uh, in cash that is immaterial and that's not a debate that we should be entering into but i i want to draw you back sakina if i may to to section 42 that uh, mr lezola is referring to now if you read it very carefully you see that it does uh, quite the the opposite of what he's suggesting to you and, and 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 let, let me d- give me the indulgence of reading it uh, to you it says subject to this act and save for necessary humanitarian assistance mm-hmm. no person shall aid abet assist enable or in any manner help an illegal foreigner or a foreigner in respect of any matter conduct or transaction which violates such foreigner status where applicable Including, but not limited to, providing instruction or training to him or her, or allowing him or her to receive instruction or training, and and it lists all these uh, all these other provisions. Nowhere, nowhere would you find the the kind of injunction that Mr. Letsolo is speaking to.
1: Okay, so I think this is a case in point. Yes. This is a clear um, uh, example of how. Uh, the Legal Fraternity and the Road Accident Fund are butting heads over certain issues. And then, of course, there was the issue of uh, lawyers having to queue outside the offices of the Road Accident Fund in Pretoria because now the issue of claims has become a real sticking point. Uh, Maybe... Just before we take a few calls, maybe very briefly, uh, Mr. Mapetu, talk to us about that, what your issues are around the claims, why you had to go and queue outside the offices, and I'll get Mr. Litswala to respond.
0: It, it, it goes to show the extent of the collapse of relations between a very important institution in our country and the legal profession, the legal fraternity as a whole. Uh, what used to happen in the past at least uh, prior to uh, Mr. Mr. Litsualo, is that uh, uh, lawyers uh, who are <sighs> acting on behalf of claimants would be invited uh, to the RAF offices to do what we call a block settlement. But uh, because uh, as we can Im- as we can imagine, because of some inefficiencies, now what uh, the RAF is doing is just to, uh, almost called town hall uh, meetings of of lawyers you can imagine how many lawyers we have in Gauteng alone we have no less than 15,000 lawyers mm. uh, most of whom are in this space so when you when you uh, uh, convene a meeting in in the manner that you did you are bound to have problems we uh, in the in the organized legal profession um, have reached out when we saw the kind of scenes uh, uh, on the first day that Mr. Lizualo convened this meeting in, in Pretoria with a view to, to restoring some dignity in, into, into the setup. There is nothing wrong, as we understand, uh, with following the procedure that has been followed uh, before Mr. Lizualo. Um, he has a list of lawyers who have uh, instituted claims he, he 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 can call these lawyers to come into the offices uh, allocate times for them and, and avoid the kind of spectacle
3: that we are seeing in the media
1: huh? mr littor yeah look um uh,
3: sagin you know you are going to struggle to find facts you are just going to this, this debate is just becoming everywhere else we are we are struggling to find uh, facts um, let me read you this letter from on 22, end of June 2020 from Adams and Adams, okay? Uh, Re-Main Lane Block Settlement Initiative, I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing to express my deepest gratitude for Block Settlement Initiative introduced by Main Lane Branch of the Road Accident Fund. As concerned stakeholder, I have been closely following the fund's effort to streamline the claim process and provide timely support to accident victims. The Block Settlement Initiative reflects a significant step forward in addressing the challenges faced uh, faced by claimants and their families by proactively engaging in settlement discussions. The fund is not only expediting the resolution of claims but also demonstrating a strong commitment to fairness and, just, and justice. This is one of the big law firms. Now, <coughs> what used to happen in the past is that Mr. Mapetu would have his friends in the road accident fund and the other guys would not have friends. And then, of course, in the process, people then say, well, how did you choose Mr. to from someone else? We then said, first come, first some basis. This thing we wrote on the 23rd of May, 2023, you'll see a letter to all uh, lawyers. You'll see, uh, we are telling them activity plan of each and every time. And i mean, in Gauten North, 19 uh, June, 2022 to the, 26th, to the 29th of June, uh, 2023. And you would see... Uh, that we, we told them as much long as that. Mm. Now, they then come on day one, all of them. They had two weeks to come. They come day one, all of them. They decide to queue outside on a Sunday, when we are opening on Monday. And then they, they decided that because it's first camp, first day, they are going to queue. Now, apparently lawyers can't queue because in South Africa, queues are meant for other people and they're not for meant to other people. We have never said they must come and queue. We said, first come, first serve. They could have just found that there is a list and said, I'll come tomorrow. They didn't do that. All we are saying, and if you see this thing at the end, it says, for black settlement inquiries and for clarity, please contact the following matter. And we will do a consultation framework. Here it is. So there is a part of people who are saying, keep the status quo within RAF. Favor people. We are not favoring anyone. And I'm saying, when they are showing all these things, they must bring facts. I've got all the facts. I've got all mm. the papers here sitting in front of me. And he's trying to perpetuate a view that it is this new management that has changed things. RAF is in a better position than it's ever been since 1981. Mr. Mapedo? Um, you, you know... Um, it
0: is it is quite unfortunate that 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 we've come to this stage but you i'm sure you can tell that there's an intersection of of many problems here the the long queues that that he's talking about are in fact a set indictment on 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 raf because it indicates that there are claims in the system but those claims are not being settled um if you look at the 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 daily court rolls of the pretoria high court and the johannesburg uh, high court you'd see that the raf is not it's simply not defending cases so all these cases go to default judgment the upshot of of that is that the the taxpayer has to pay more he pays for the claim and he also pays for the costs so the wasted wasted costs so um uh, instead of uh, uh complimenting him we we are saying there is a problem here mm. look 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 at how we can resolve this problem the the the, the, the there was a system uh, and and Mr Lezzollo is insinuating that some people were preferred over others, but we don't want to enter that debate. We are saying he's in control of the list of claims that are within the system he uh, and his staff can choose from 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 that list mm-hmm. and, and make sure that all these claims are expedited but but to to uh, lower the dignity not of or not only of lawyers but of claimants in, 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 in that manner where people are just fighting all over the place and 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 and, and fighting for for the first place in the in the queue is quite problematic what we are saying here is that um, all the stakeholders have to work with uh, with RAF. We we are we are appealing yeah. for a mutually beneficial relationship with the RAF. But you guys can't want... even
1: speak. You seem to be speaking past each other. You know, uh, and and hence I want to ask both of you very briefly because I want to bring in the callers, like in 30 seconds or less from both of you. Uh, It's clear, as you say, Mr. Mapetu, there there, there seems to be a myriad of uh, problems here. Mm. But what is the bottom line? What is Mm. the actual issue Mm. that has caused uh, this impasse between Mm. the Road Accident Fund and the various uh, lawyer associations? Mm. And and how do we resolve it? Uh, Mr. Litswala, you go first. Is
3: is putting the money first before the people and... uh, Uh, coming up with innuendos except facts because he has said all those things. I've produced facts here. There's no fact that he has actually put across. These block settlements, we started them a long time ago. We even started, we had an email for block settlements of matters that were settlement ready. They don't bring them. And in any event, we have just told you that most of the, at least 90% of all the things in our backlog, all the claims in our backlog don't have any papers for us to make an offer on. And they do it deliberately because when but, they but, delay... But
1: how does that happen? Yes. Why is it in the system if there yes. is no paperwork? Yes,
3: it's it's in terms of the Section 24.5. At the at the beginning, when you, in terms of the act, you don't settle this claim within... You don't object to this in 60 days. It is valid in all respects in law. And that's what they've been using. And that's why we said, okay. bring the minimum requirement, so we change that.
1: Mr. Mapedo?
0: Um, l- let me let me bring a hypothetical case very to briefly you, uh, mm-hmm. very 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 briefly a, a claimant comes to your office and the claim is just about to expire or to prescribe now you have the responsibility to assist the claimant lest the 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 claim prescribes in your hands so you lodge uh, uh, with whatever documentation that you have so that the claim does not prescribe uh, what Mr. Leswala, if we are to talk factually, and I don't have the uh, the statistics in front of me, but if we are to talk factually, it only happens in rare cases, in 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 instances where the matter is about to prescribe, where lawyers lodge uh, uh, with. Uh, uh, incomplete Mr. Litwalo
1: is shaking his head. He says the problem is much bigger, so it seems there's a much more of that uh, than uh, what you are saying. But hold on, both of you. Let's bring in some callers now. Um uh, Johannes is calling us from Tembisa. Good afternoon, Johannes. Please keep it short.
3: Good afternoon, Mr. Gina. Me, I've got a problem with my lawyer. My lawyer, when I call, he doesn't want to tell me what, what happened. Well, I tried to call Rodin, and they did tell me that his name is there, but it's not registered with the Rodent Gate. So it looks like the, my lawyer is using another lawyer. They say he, even, there's no even someone which he sh- 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 should be. There. So his, uh, his assistant is there. He's always calling Rodent Gate to find out who is handling the file. So now I don't know where to go because it looks like I'm trying to kill one two beds with one stone here. No. What else? Mr swallowo helped me with this yes, because I was thinking to go to law
1: society to help me with
2: this problem since it's
1: 2004 yeah. by India I I I, 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 I think you I think you're on the right track uh, tell you what Johannes leave your number I'll pass it on to uh, Mr litwalo and I think with the law society I think also if there's something untoward there with that lawyer uh, you need to go that route as well uh, Butana and in Rosebank good afternoon oh,
3: cannot be asked. If lawyers have got problems, they must take uh, Mr. Lutano to court. And he must pay by his own money. They must cannot come and debate issues non issues with
0: us. And they must they treat with their flag with dignity and respect.
3: If really they, they are concerned that uh, Mr. Lutano is breaking the law, why can't they take him to court? And not pay from his pocket.
1: let not make him as fools. Okay. Butana very strong there in Rosebank, but 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 uh, uh, to Butana's uh, point there, um, uh, and uh, let me put that to you first, Mr Mapeto. He says, if Mr Litualo is acting outside the bounds of the prescripts of the law, oh, why aren't you taking him to court in his personal capacity so that you don't keep inconveniencing uh, the clients of the Road Accident Fund so that he needs to pay the cost himself, as Mr uh, Mr uh, Collins Litualo.
0: Various organisations and individuals have taken uh, Mr Letualo and the RAF by extension to court. In fact, there is a, 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 Mpumalanga, a, a recent Mpumalanga decision that Mr Letualo is is, is uh, appealing, where he was held personally liable for for the costs. But you see, the most uh, the overarching um, uh, concern for us is that all these things impact on the taxpayer. I'm the taxpayer. You are the taxpayer, Sakina. Mm. Um, we 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 are trying to resolve these things amicably, lest they, they go to court and lest the taxpayer suffers even, mm. even but more. But there seems to be so, no
1: resolution in sight. I mean, we, we, we are ending exactly where we started. You guys have not found each other. You don't seem to be finding each other on your own turf. Uh, so uh, where is this going to end?
0: Well, well, certainly speaking for for us, we we are building bridges with uh, with Mr. Letsoalo. We are hoping that he would reciprocate. We 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 want to resolve problems. Not only on on our behalf, but most importantly on behalf of claimants.
1: Okay, fair that's, enough.
3: Uh, that's the long and short of what we want to do, uh,
1: Mr. Letuolo. Are you building bridges with the legal fraternity?
3: We, we will continue to do so. But sagina 97% of all claims that we receive, I uh, do not have all the p- proper requirements for us to make a settlement. So it cannot is be. A,
1: is it the fa- that is the fact. He
3: says it cannot be. No, I'm saying we have got the
1: facts. Okay, you see. There we leave it. Thank you so much uh, for your time uh, to the Gauteng chairperson of the Black Lawyers Association, Theo Mapetu, as well as uh, the CEO of the Road Accident Fund, uh, Mr. Collins Litswalo. And you heard it there for yourself. It is clear that, you know, there's a lot going on. And unfortunately, it would be the man in the middle who suffers.
0: You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide.